0: As I've stated before, when you follow Westlake Drive as it now lies, and goes across Little Bee Creek, uh, where it hits Redbud Trail, uh, a part of this James Land, 15 acres of this James Land, lay on the west side of Little Bee Creek on what is now go, what is known as Ghost Canyon back in those days. And so when the city of Austin was making this overall trade with me, about the Stroder 25 acres and the land I bought for them from the James, they, uh, they surveyed the course that James tracked out and found out this 15 acres was, on the, uh, was inaccessible so far as they were concerned. You, if you can picture that land without West Lake Drive or Redbud Trail being there, you can see why they would think it was inaccessible completely. And so they gave me that more or less as a bonus in the trade. And that's where the filling station and the store there now is and the land that lies uh, east of, of West Lake Drive all the way up to Skyline Drive. Now, while I was abstracting all of this land uh, on the on the east side of that mountain there, I ran into 10 acres that uh, uh, where Liz Cortner now lives and uh, Dean Doty and and uh, uh, General Sapansky, and the house where we live right here now, where Joyce and I live on Skyline Drive. There was 10 acres in there that the record show belonged to the city of Austin, and they had bought it years before uh, to put a reservoir up there. And uh, the city of Austin didn't know they had it. And I run into it, so I called attention to the, to the, the authorities down there while I was making this James tract, and, and they said they didn't want it. had no use for it, and they sent it to me for $1,000. That's $10 an acre. And so I drew up a deed, and I have a copy of the deed right now of, uh, me, uh, to me of that 10 acres for $1,000. But I didn't have any $1,000, so I talked to Mr. L. L. Bradshaw and asked him if he wanted to buy it, and he did, and he paid the city a thousand dollars for that tract of land, and that's where all these houses are now, and that's the way he got that, uh, yeah, and the way, the way the city of Austin got rid of it. Now, to show you how tight money was then with me, I wasn't having as so many deals made that when we got down to close with the city of Austin, and they was to pay me this fifteen hundred dollars for the the, the store tract, and uh, I went up to see Guyton-Morgan, and, and, uh, and my my father and mother uh, my father and brothers had been practicing law for years and and uh, we had never paid any taxes like anyone else did on the library we had it's personal property nobody paid taxes in those days on, on libraries but when I got up to close out on on this deal of uh, the, the, uh, the storage track and the city were getting the damn side out of it I was swapping deeds with them uh, uh, and they were going to give me a check and uh, Morgan had re- uh, said that the tax department or the legal department found out that The Shelton firm owed $200 worth of back taxes for our our libraries for the last 10 or 15 years. Well, I told him, I said, now, uh, you're not going to make a deal with me because I don't have the $200, can't afford to lose that because I've got to give the whole $1,500 I'm getting from y'all to the strotters to close this deal out because at that time I hadn't sold any of that Stroller land. We didn't have the road over there yet. And so there we sit, locked horns. He said, well, Emmett, the best way to work that out is this, said, you give us the deed and you uh, give me a check for $200 for the taxes that's dated two months off or whatever time I want to, I want to get to, to make it, and said, then uh, we'll make the deal. I'll give you your check for $1,500. Well, that's where we made it, and so I gave them a hot check for the taxes in order to close that deal. And before the, <laughs> before the year was up, I sold three acres in the, up there on top of the mountain to McCarkle, who later became a member of the city council, I sold it to Stuart McCargo, three acres for $3,000 cash. But I sure didn't have it the day I was talking to gotten Morgan about closing the deal with the city of Austin. As I have said, uh, Westlake Drive uh, was not built down to Redbud t- Trail at that time, and you had to stop your car on the BK Road to walk over to this mountain and over to the shorter tract. And so uh, at that time I was doing a little business with uh, Brown and Root, and Brown and Root had gotten this high line that runs through all of my land and the Royal Rand going up to the Marshall Ford Dam. I'd given them free easement to go through there for all that high line. It's created quite a little controversy in the last three or four years in Westlake Hills. But anyway, I was a very close friend of all the boys in, in uh, the Brown and Root because their offices were here in Austin at that time. And one of the vice presidents, i forget his name now, but uh, I knew he had a little money and I thought maybe I might could sell him uh, 50 acres over where where the Mount Stroder is now, and, and down on B Creek or somewhere, but I could get him over there and show it to him. I'd sell him 50 acres for $1,500. That would have been what I owed on, on the tract, and i let him pay for it. I was still wheeling and dealing and trying to sell enough of it to get the money in the bank before the, the, the note come due. I mean, before the contract come due. So I parked him in his car up at Cedar Crest. That is the, at that time, the old Cedar Crest nightclub was up there, and he and his wife come out one Sunday evening, and they went with me, and they walked all the way from Cedar Crest, that's to down that ridge the, the, where 360 now cut through the middle of it, walked all the way down where old where the Redbud Trail and Skyline Drive was going to be built and got him on top of that mountain. It took an hour and a half through the brush to get down there because there's no road. The Redbud Trail didn't come that far then. So I got him on top of that mountain to show him that view of the lake and everything from where Putnam's home is now. And uh, and I, I had him worn out by the time I got him there. And I told him, and I'd sell him 50 acres uh, uh, on the front end of that mountain and and, uh, and give him uh, for $1,500. Well, he looked at me and he said, I wouldn't give you a nickel for this land. He was uh, quoting Ed Rowe. And so he said, but I'll tell you what it would do. I'll give you $1,500 if you can get me back to my car without having to walk. So I lost that sale, and, of course, McCorkle later on did buy it. It might not be a mess to... Uh, give a little bit of humor involved in this and during the time, all this time when we were talking to Ed Rowe and Tom Miller and all these other people about the lake and everybody was excited about buying boats and things and so one day I was in the the bank and Ed Rowe and Tom Miller and all of them were there and somebody made a remark to Ed. said, Ed said Tom bought a boat and said uh, <clears throat> and told all the other people to buy boats to get ready for this big occasion when the dam would be finished and we'd have the lake ready and, and they person said to Ed Rowe, said, Ed, why why don't you buy a boat? You've got more money, or reputed to have more money than than all the rest of us put together. And Ed said, I can illustrate that by one little poem. He said, a man told me this little poem not too long ago. He said, if you're rich and want to be poor, you get you a boat and a red-headed whore. Then, if you're poor and want to be rich, you sell the boat and shoot the bitch. And that's about what all those that bought the boats did before it was all over. Of course, when we started building the road uh, uh, off the BK Road that's now known as Westlake Drive, uh, there was a lot of uh, activity taking place on the land up and down the lake. And the people in Austin who were boat-minded, they organized what was called the Yacht Club. And they started to build in a building over there uh, where the Caulfield uh, property is now. And since Westlake... Hills or Westlake Drive was unheard of in those days, uh, the road that we built was called the Yacht Club Road. That's the Westlake Drive. That was first called the Yacht Club Road that long when we first started to build it. And so uh, we didn't, Johnny and I, didn't have any engineering help in building Westlake Drive. We just uh, walk along and, and try to find the place that we get across those gullies. And when we got down to where Hull Circle is now, uh, we were... Uh, trying to run the road straight on across and hit on the bluff on the on the north side there. But that was such an engineering feat that it baffled us. So we decided to turn this road that we were going to build over to the lake uh, westward and uh, be a, where, it, where it's now located and be about 100-200 feet um, uh, south of, of Bee Creek and we could get a road in there. We got up to where the new bridge is being built right now and we could get across Bee Creek at that point and it so happened that very point, that is Wildcat Hollow there, where it runs into the Bee Creek from the south side, it uh, that was going to be at the, uh, the head of the lake. Uh, so far, as the water would be backed up in Bee Creek that far, and would not run over any further than that. It would not run over uh, the roadway. So we built West Lake Drive, or what we'd call it the Yacht Club Drive then, up to that point, and we put, uh, we didn't have any idea what kind of drainage we were going to need, so uh, the county uh, uh, put in a, a concrete cover to some kind of pipe and it it was quite a little bit of a deal to get all the fill in there then because there, there there wasn't any way to get any fill in there. But anyway we had the hard luck of having this happen. We had a flood less than two weeks after that bridge or the cover was put across there and washed the whole thing out and we had to start over on that which was a tremendous engineering feat at that time. But what John E. replaced that with back about 1940 it lasted until the Memorial Day flood of about five years ago, and that was the only access that we had on the east end there into the peninsula area. Then, when we got up on the the hillside there, where we turned to the east and started paralleling the north bank of B Creek, going down toward the lake, which was our objective, was to get to the lake, of course. Well, Fred Larson, the head uh, or Jack Guy Collie had, had before Fred Larson bought this land, he had put a fence along there, and and we thought and. And this, uh, when I uh, surveyed the Storter land, that was supposed to be the, the Storter line. Well, Fred Larson took the possession that that was not the line of the Storter track, but it was a drift fence, and it, it his land went all the way to Big Creek. But we didn't fuss very long about that project because we told Fred that, uh, that if it, that was true then, he was not going to have a road. And so he not, we not only made him uh, let us put the road along, uh, but we made him give half of the right-of-way, which, which was like pulling his eye teeth. At the time we got the Yacht Club Road down to where it, uh, the West Lake Drive now intersects the Redbud Trail, uh, I was building Redbud Trail in from the west, and we were still I was still a half a mile west up there where Caravan Circle is now in my building of, of Redbud Trail. And so uh, all of that land between uh, uh, West Lake Drive now and the Caravan Circle was, was inaccessible except from the west. There are one or two interesting stories about uh, selling this land out there. Yeah, because when we got the road down to Bee Creek there, everybody that was uh, around the university and other places that wanted a place on the lake were, were following our bulldozers and and, try, and we were trying to uh, set aside some land for them to buy. We had run out levels on up and down Bee Creek as to where the lake level was going to be, and I was building uh, rock uh, walls along there to where people could buy, uh, say, a 100-foot strip on on Bee Creek, on either side of Bee Creek, and, and go back up to the roads on either side. And, I was getting $400 for half-acre pieces of land there, and that was less than a year uh, after we'd paid $15 an acre for it.